Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on the Standoff Christmas Special um, here on New Zealand Sport Radio. Good evening, Richie. It's been a while, but it's good to be back. How's the off-season been for you so far? Oh, off-season's been good, mate. How about yours? Uh, I'm a bit disappointed you're not rocking the Santa suit. You got the beard all sorted. I thought Christmas I, Special, you'd be all decked out. I had to have a trim. It was getting a bit too wild for uh, for my liking. But yeah, no Santa suit here, unfortunately. But I've got the the new Warriors jersey on. So yep, very sharp. It's good to see. Um, but yeah, tonight's going to be a little bit different. Uh, unlike our usual schedule, where we talk about games and the news, we don't really have a lot of that. So we're just going to um, break it up into three slots. We've got our first slot. We'll just have a general chat about all the news that's been going on since our last show. Then we'll stop and we've got some questions for for each of us and hopefully some questions from you guys. And then we'll end it uh, talking about all the signings that have happened since our last show because there's been quite a few, both for next season and the season past that. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a good night for a, a bit of a chat. Remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show so we can hopefully uh, answer some good ones like that. And we may as well just get into the, all the stories, Richie. Let's do it, buddy. Uh, I loaded it Warriors heavy at the start. I thought we'd get through all the Warriors stuff first. Uh, That's in the terms way I like the it. News. So uh, first one we've got is obviously the Warriors have announced Puma as their new apparel partner and released the new jersey, which I'm wearing at the moment. Um, what are your thoughts? I, I put my thoughts on the jersey um, that I really liked it, but I wasn't a fan of the double, the double Pumas, which I called Panthers on Facebook which was always a, a, a great thing to talk about. Um, bit of a brain fart there trying to figure out what animal a puma was, even though it is in the name. But what were your thoughts on the jersey? I like it. I know I know. you made the comment about the pumas facing the same way. It would have looked better if they were maybe facing each other, but I suppose it's a logo, so they don't really want one facing the, the reverse direction. Um, yeah. I agree with you in, in that sense, but... I, Regardless, I think it's a sharp-looking top. It's not too big a departure from the from the previous one, but um, what they have changed with the V 
across the chest. I like. I think it. Yeah. It looks it's, nice and bold. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it, it it makes you look good, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I'm still I'm still hoping uh, for Santa to come through with the goods uh, in a couple of days' time. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for you there. Yeah. Um. I had a a brief conversation with Anton Posa, who is a big Warriors fan in Australia, and he's involved in a bit of the marketing side of things, I believe you'd say. And he explained the logo thing, saying that they Puma wouldn't want to invert. Yeah. Um, their logo so that's why it is the way it is so yeah yeah for it's like one little thing that i'm not a fan of but looking at it now you don't notice it too much no no i, I think anyway. it's 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 a small thing yeah um more news though from the warriors peter o'sullivan uh left the club to join the dolphins um to become their head of recruitment uh, i did a show with ruin hammer uh talking about that and the pros and cons and uh see simon's here hey simon hey simon um yeah and we talked about the 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 pros and cons of him leaving and joining the the dolphins we'll we'll get into the dolphins in a sec but um him joining them kind of sent uh, a lot of nerves around the nrl with all the talent he was gonna snatch up which hasn't really happened yet um but uh, with him leaving, the the Warriors made a few changes. Assistant coach Craig Hodges has moved into a general manager of football role, and Stacey Jones has taken his spot as assistant coach. Um, you missed that show for Ruin Hammer, but what were your thoughts on Peter leaving and the changes within the club? I was a little disappointed with the news of Peter leaving. I, I understand, you know, it's a fantastic opportunity um setting up a new a new venture but i feel like he's done a lot of good work here with us and and brought us some really nice signings and and on off the back of phil gould also stepping away from us um yeah it felt like a bit of a double blow uh, so yeah. a, a bit of disappointment but hopefully it doesn't see our recruitment um take a bit of a dive you know it, it'd be nice to see us continue to bring in some some good names even even with Peter O'Sullivan gone. Hopefully, hopefully. We we did uh, lose our big target, um, which was Joseph Manu, yeah. um, which we'll talk a bit later when we talk about the signings. But, yeah, hopefully that was just a blip and the, the Warriors can get some um, pretty good players on board that they're eyeing up. They Craig Hodges has said they're, they're, they have been looking at players, but they want to have the mentality... I, I listened to an interview with him. He said there was a mentality of if you've got a 17 or 18-year-old kid in a position here that looks the goods, you're not going to sign a guy that's in his 20s in the same position. Um, so it's good to see that. We've kind of seen in the past where we've had some good players that were younger and we brought in someone else um, because they're kind of more ready now instead of developing. And then that young player goes off and becomes a great player somewhere else. So mm. hopefully we see uh, that become a thing of the past, fingers crossed. And um, next bit of news, we had Tohu Harris named as the Warriors captain. Uh, we kind of talked about it quite a bit and um, towards the end of our season and said he was kind of the most logical choice. Um I, I talked about this on my Facebook page, say that he's the most obvious choice, but it's going to be interesting to see how he is as a captain because he's 
we're we're not on the field with him, but he's kind of perceived as quite a quiet leader, a bit like our, our Simon Mannerings of the past. And um, I'm sure he's got enough people around him there that can do the talky job. But it'll be interesting to see everyone you listen to players that have played with him in that, and they seem to say he's quite vocal and not only vocal, a bit of a sledger. So it might just be stuff we don't see on the on the TV screen. But uh, I don't really think there was anyone else that was a better choice. I think there was some others you could have gone with, but he just seems the most logical. I agree. Um, I, yeah, I don't know that I buy into him. I think maybe he is. You know, he's not exactly um, extremely vocal, but having heard people, like you say, with the lists of best sledges around the NRL, he he was getting tipped by a fair few of the pl- other current players being up there as one of them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think it's, he's he's the logical choice, irrespective of, of talk. He, he leads with his actions, and I think he's got a good group of leaders around there. Um, with Tennis Lesniak, Sean Johnson, who are who are now at that stage of their careers where they're very good leaders and, and I think he'll have a good group of leaders and a leadership group around him to to help him out there. So I think it's Definitely. the logical the logical choice. You know, I think even Adam Fanua Blake tasted a bit of captaincy this year, so he's not going to be short for help. Definitely. And he's still out injured until around May, I believe they said. Yeah. So we'll see the likes of a Fenua Blake or a Sean Johnson or someone take over as captain in the first couple of rounds. Uh, but yeah, it, it's exciting times as a Warriors fan, uh, as it always is this time of year, we kind of forget what happened the previous season and put our blinders on and hope for the best. Um, last bit of Warriors news before we go on to other teams in the NRL it was just uh, a little bit, but in the weekend, the Warriors hosted a fan day um for an open training session um it was mixed emotions seeing all the pictures and the videos because it looked like a great day but mm. um very jealous should have, should have been in auckland <laughs> yeah. would have been great to be in auckland uh i i haven't spoken to anyone at the warriors so i couldn't vouch for it but i'm sure when they're back on new zealand soil there'll be something like that that they will do here as well um mm as a thank you to fans over here that have gone forever, it feels like, since um, having football here. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully we get some news on that when we get into Season 3 of the standoff. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to it. But uh, next, well, we'll go to the rest of the NRL now. We had Benji Marshall. Um, he's returned to the Tigers in an ambassador role. Um, I think it's a good move for him. Um, he, I know he's played all over the place now but he will always be a tiger and it's good to see him be able to go back and um, promote his old club and that there's, there's no ill feelings with his exit. Um, what do you think about him going back as an ambassador? Yeah, I think it's good for both parties. You know, good for Benji to pick up something like that for his post career. Um, the tigers based off of what we've seen recently from them, they need a whole lot of help. Um, so Having Benji back, like you say, exactly where he belongs. He'll always be a tiger at heart. Um, yeah. I think it can only be a good thing for both parties, and it's it's nice to see. Yeah, definitely. And we had some retirement announcements while we were we we're on holiday. We had Keegan Hitgrave, 
um, announced his retirement due to concussion um, issues, which is uh, that's tough, tough way to go out. But uh, football's football at the end of the day, and you got to think long term about your health. So wishing him uh, all the best for wherever he goes next. Uh, but Corey Norman also announced his retirement. It's quite an interesting announcement because he said he basically just didn't feel like playing anymore. Uh, my question to you, though, Richie, is is it more that he didn't want to play anymore or that no clubs are actually interested in signing him? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's an interesting one, like you say, because, you know, he wasn't, wasn't exactly setting the world alight the past season apart from kicking field goals to beat us, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like you say, he wasn't exactly getting a lot of bites when he was cast in his rod, so it may be a bit of sour grapes. But, you know, maybe he's just at the point where he's he's over it and I think yeah. he's copped a bit of flack in the media as well over performances. So maybe he's just ready to move on and focus on all the other things he has going on, clothing and podcasting and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. It beats, beats pre-season training, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then continuing, we'll segue from your podcast talk. Um, there was a bit of drama around Brandon Smith's podcast that he he did. Um, there were a lot of upset people, uh, people complaining about his swearing and the way he announced his um, move from the Storm to the Roosters. Um, I've got a take on it, as I always do, but what's what was your take on it? I can understand Storm fans being a bit aggrieved with you know, the manner in which he was talking about wanting to go to the Roosters before anything had been signed. Yeah. In terms of terms of swearing, uh, I'm neither here nor there in it. I mean, I, th- I think for me, it, it's great to see sports personalities on podcasts because they're able to speak their mind and be open and it's not a mainstream media format where, they, where they're kind of bound to say certain things. But, you know, I, I enjoy... Uh, the honest conversations with sports stars on podcasts, that's kind of the beauty of it. So um, to complain that he's swearing or whatnot, that's wouldn't see, catch me complaining about it, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't swear on our show, as we know. It's probably the, the time I swear the least in yeah, my week this, this hour on the show. <laughs> um, so I've got no problems with the swearing part. And... I think I, I did a, a special show with Paul uh, last week for his Patreon supporters uh, talking about um, podcasts and Geordie Barrett talking about mm. league in a podcast. And we mentioned the Brandon Smith one. And I wanted to point out the irony that uh, the same people complaining about all the swearing from Brandon Smith were also praising the West Tigers documentary that was dropping F-bombs every five exactly. seconds. Um and so it was like i don't see that as the issue but yes um the announcement of him leaving and what he was saying about the roosters i can um i can see if i was a storm fan how that would rub me the wrong way yeah but um if you listen to the whole interview the way he said it was kind of taken out of context for the hits he he was saying that when he was in that room with Trent Robertson, the way Trent Robertson was talking to him about what he could do at the Roosters, it made him want to win a premiership in that jersey. He was talking mm. more about the pitch, not saying, like, forget all that, this is all I want. 
it's still not the right thing to say, but yeah. that is what happens when you're in a podcast with your mates chatting. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely see that side of it. If if it was a Warriors player, say it was if it was Roger doing a podcast, he's like, Man, I can't wait till I put on that blues jersey. I'd be filthy. That, I, I wouldn't be happy. Uh um, not happy that he left, but to hear like that they're already looking past what they're doing now, I think is what people are upset about. But mm. um yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think all will be forgiven once he's out there playing for the Storm again and they're winning. Yeah. I think the Storm fans will, will be fine. And um, they've got an okay guy that can play hooker there anyway. So, um, yeah, it, it's not that big a loss for them, as silly as that sounds, when Brandon Smith's one of the best in his position. But, um, yeah, the Roosters, thankfully, were able to, to, to scrape him in under the cap and get him in. So <laughs> it's good to see. Um, but... Speaking of money, this one's actually quite a big block. The NRL have signed a new broadcast deal. Um, it was announced this week. Uh, the current deal ends at the end of 2022, but the NRL signed a five-year expansion with Nine to be their free-to-air partner. It's rumored to be around $575 million for the five years. Um, I don't understand these deals because I'm just a little guy in front of a camera here, but I wrote down what they basically said the deal means, but it says under the deal, nine will broadcast three matches per round as well as every finals match for um, the free to air. They'll also retain the rights to all state of origin games exclusively, as well as the grand final. And they'll get a fourth match every week in the last five weeks before the finals. Um, So I did see, I can't remember who did it, but there was a, a, a thing on Facebook that showed all the free to air games for this coming season and the Warriors get one. Yeah. Um, doesn't affect us as Kiwis over here in New Zealand. The free to air doesn't apply. We've got sky. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's disappointing for there, but we've spoken to ruin hammer before. And it's the Warriors fans aren't really the target audience in Australia no. for nine. So exactly. you understand it goes to basically Brisbane, get all the games. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Dolphins now, where their loyalties will lie. Mm. But um, it's good to see more money come in. Um, the NRL have always said that they want to use that money to help develop the game. Hopefully that means they put some more development into the women game as well. Mm. And um, hopefully sure. hopefully it goes to the right places. But what were your thoughts? Um, you know, it is what it is. I, I also heard that it means state of origin is no longer going to experiment with one of the Sunday games and it's all going to be on Wednesday. And it it pretty much means maybe no more um, mid-year test for the Pacific teams and stuff like that. So from that point of view, that's a little disappointing. You know, I think international footy has already taken enough of a hit as it is over the past couple of years. And it's, it's, it never really feels like it's at the forefront, and I know you and I have talked about this in the past. So, from that yeah. from from that point of view, it's a little disappointing. But yeah, good to, good for more money, and like you say, hopefully it goes to the right channels. Yeah, and Simon's doing our work for us, and he said the new free to air deal will come to New Zealand for selective games as well um, from twenty twenty three. So, 
that'd be good to see as well. Um, still doesn't affect me uh, since I pay squillions to Sky every month so I can watch my, my NRL. Um, but yeah, the more you can get free to air, free to air games. Um, oh yeah, and he's also said, yeah, so he said from his reading, uh, the Anzac games and Magic Round we have free to air coverage in 2023, and it's things like that nice. that will bring more eyes to yeah. the product, which is what the NRL want. Um, That's the good. more people they can get to watch it, the more people they can turn into fans which will hopefully then go and sit in stadiums. Um, so hopefully that happens. Um, continuing with the NRL's news, they also announced the All-Stars game for 2022. It will be in Sydney for the first time um, since Sydney, I guess it's their sorry for Sydney not getting any of the finals and grand final for the first time ever. Um, it's both uh, the men's and women's matches will played on the 12th of February at Combank Stadium in Parramatta. So um, that's it's great. It's a great stadium. Um, and the All-Star game's always good. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot more that they've changed it to um, the Indigenous All-Stars versus the, the Māori All-Stars. Um, I think that it's it's a bit better than the, the draft pool where it was, remember... Back when they first started, it was like one player voted from each club. And NRL All-Stars. Yeah, it, yeah. it just didn't really um, have – it was just a, a exhibition match. Mm. But with the Indigenous um, teams playing, it's got a bit more um, passion behind it, I guess is the way to say it, as a very white man sitting in Auckland. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoy that game, and it's always a great way to kick off the season again. I agree completely with with it being in its current form. Maori All Stars versus Indigenous feels like a lot more passion, and you know, having the haka and everything, it's you know, adds to the theatre of it. And it, it's a perfect way to whet the appetite for the season ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. It's a great stadium for it to be held at this time around. So, I can't wait already, Brad. I'm salivating at the thought. Definitely, and um, Simon's put some more comments in as well. So he's talked about the free-to-year. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there's more free-to-year games than any other code shown in New Zealand with this deal, which is another great point um, yeah. to help get eyes on. And Simon also said he likes the current format of the All-Star game. Um, so, yeah, it's it'll be good. It's always a good way to start it. I, I also like seeing the nines as well, but... Um, I'm more than happy um, with the All-Star game. And um, before we go off, um, the last bit of news I really had was the Dolphins. So we're all excited about the new team coming in, but they've been a bit slow on the recruitment drive. Um, they've had two key signings, a third one announced today, um, as well as three youngsters that they've signed. And um, Wayne Bennett's come out and stated that everyone needs to be patient with the recruiting and that he believes he won't have the team he wants until 2024. So he's going to have like a makeshift team, he reckons in 2023, and then all the pieces will fit together by 2024. Um, can't really say for Dolphins fans, because I'm not really sure how many there are yet, but if this was the Warriors starting up, would you be concerned at the moment? Or do you think it's still quite a far way out? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what people really expect. I mean, 
You're not going to sign a whole team full of. You're not going to sign a whole team full of marquee players off the bat. You know, I think they'll pick up maybe a half dozen really good established um, NRL players that are, you know, uh, quite quite uh, well known, and then you might get a lot of bit part players filling the holes as well. Uh, but you know, like like Wayne yeah. Bennett said, it's slow and steady wins the race. You know, they've they've only just sort of started going to market in the recent, you know, recently to try and fill that roster. So they've got time. I'm sure. I'm sure the pieces will fall into place. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of players at the moment have been using the Dolphins um, as leverage. Uh, yeah. Dolphins have uh, essentially become the new Warriors, where the Warriors mm. used to be the team that players would use as leverage to get a better deal with the team they're currently with. Um, and Simon put some more comments in. He talked about the um, the Nines. He said he doesn't like the Nines for the NRL. He prefers it to be International League only. Um, I like either or, but, yeah, I think the International, you get to see a bit more, a few more of the, the up-and-coming players for your smaller nations get a shot. So it's always, uh, I just like the format of nines um, and I enjoy it more when I get to go. But um, yeah, I think that's good. What What is your take, Richie? Do you prefer the international or the NRL or you're not fussed? I, yeah, I'm neither here nor there about the nines, to be honest, Brad. I know you're a diehard league head and you probably watched your local club if that if it was on telly. Um, yeah, I don't leave the house anymore. So, <laughs> no, that, I mean the nines. I could I could give or take it. It's kind of like with rugby union having sevens. You know, it's 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 fun, but you know, if the Warriors went out and won a nines title, it, it wouldn't different be the story. Same. Yeah, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It would be good. And would I brag? Yes, but it wouldn't be the same as um, if they won the NRL. I'd probably be a blubbery mess. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, Simon also made some more comments as well. Um, said he didn't think the salary cap would allow the Dolphins to have all marquee players, which is, yeah, true. And um, he stole what I was going to say. He said the Dolphins aren't the Roosters. Um, if it was the Roosters, they would have the, the 17 best players in the comp signed up, um, exactly. being completely oh. facetious. Um <laughs> The last bit of news I had before we get into questions, um, I don't, I didn't get enough details to really discuss it more, but there's been some COVID concerns with certain teams, um, with players or people around the players catching COVID. So the only two I remember off the top of my head were the Knights and the Rabbitohs, um, which it seems to all be okay as of. At the moment, it's just it kind of stopped their preseason earlier than expected for Christmas. Um, mm. And I know the NRL are trying to work around the new plan, um, especially with these, you know, new forms of the, the the virus popping up everywhere, to try to make sure they don't have to be in bubbles like they have been for the last two years. They want to kind of keep it on. So I'm going to keep my ear to the ground on that and. We should have a better idea of what their plan of attack is um, by the time we start season three. And hopefully it doesn't result in stuff that means that we don't play in New Zealand again because um, we really need games here, um, as selfish mm. as that may be. But we do. We, we need the games here. So um, that was really all the news I had. Was there any other news that you can think that you want to chat about? 
Um, not that we, we probably want to chat about Brad. Yeah, we could. Yeah, there's some yeah. naughty corner probably, but a little too naughty, so we'll leave it. Yeah, we'll leave the the naughty corner. Um, off season's always uh, it's always naughty for the naughty yeah. corner. <laughs> so um, we don't have time in the day. But um, so we may as well jump into questions. We haven't got any questions from anyone watching yet. So if you have got questions you want to ask us, just yell out. But um, I'll go with my question first because I think your question to me is going to take a while. Uh, <laughs> but my question was um, simple. It was just there's been a mass exodus of players leaving the Parramatta Eels. Uh, do you think their time in the top eight is coming to an end? I don't think their time in the top eight is coming to an end. I think they're, I think their time where they're threatening top four is probably coming to an end because especially ones with, um, you know, they've lost some key players. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll still be floating around the top eight, but I think it's hard to say that they're going to be top four or threatening for a premiership. They haven't threatened for a premiership in a long time, but no. um, I think that window is probably shutting, especially with Reed Marnie and guys like that. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I think top eight, they'll still be there or thereabouts. If they miss, if they miss out, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're making number eight up to six, five or six. I wouldn't be surprised also. Yeah, I think I think definitely we'll see. This year, I think, will be their last decent stab with all those players still there. And I think from 2023, they'll be one of those battlers that are battling to be mm. in the eight. You know, like you said, that five, I'd say five to ten. Mm. Um, it all depends on the day. I think it's fair to say you've got teams like Melbourne, uh, Panthers, the Roosters, um, all up there, Rabbitohs as well, that are all pretty pretty secure to be top four teams um pending injuries or whatnot so it's always going to be a struggle but yeah um it would be interesting to see and we do have simon um letting us know he said in the uk super league um they'll have 10 free-to-air games on channel four the first time they've ever done that um something they probably should have done years ago and he did actually mm. ask a question which i'll let you answer first um, do you think the NRL um, have a summer league for development players? Or do you think they should? I know that kind of thing happens with like your, the NBA and stuff like that. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, if it's for development players, it's it's not such a bad idea. Bad idea. You know, obviously, um, all the other seasoned NRL players will probably be left out of that to prepare for season proper but hey look Simon I think if anyone's going to offer up more rugby league I'll watch it <laughs> I know I was even yeah. saying with the nines I'm neither here nor there in the nines but when it's on I watch it um and it's if it's an NRL product I, I I gobble it up yeah um yeah I think so um I know Phil Gould had about it briefly saying um i don't know if he was talking about it as a long-term thing but i think he was talking about during covid with a lot of these guys that were playing queensland cup and new south wales cup that weren't able to play a lot of footy um that they should have done like a summer league for them mm. um to get some footy because a lot of them you look they 
basically had a year off and then due to injuries they get thrown in the deep end with the NRL and it didn't go that well for some worked great for others but not for for all of them uh I think it's always good uh yeah NBA do it a lot I've got a a cousin who is a basketballer he's now with the Ken's Taipans um turning against my poor breakers but um they do a lot of that where it feels like they're almost year-round doing something to mm. get them ready to play in the big league so uh especially with an extra team and talks of more teams coming on um that would be a, a way in my head that they could develop these younger guys so you do have more talent that are in or are ready when the teams need them so mm. yeah i think it'd be a good idea ideally i'd love a fully fledged reserve grade comp running parallel with the nrl comp the way it kind of used to be um for a lot of these development players but yeah hey that's just my thoughts yeah and he also said yeah he'd watch league year round if he could um yeah of course i'm i'm here too uh i don't have a lot i don't have a lot of summer sports um you know see we've got uh marks decide to show up good day mark he's apologized how are you um and Simon also said, did we see the Business Desk ask article about the potential NRL team in New Zealand? To be honest, I saw it, but I didn't read it because um, I'd be real busy at work. Um, but I, I still think a team in New Zealand is a good idea. I still think we need to get the Warriors sorted first. And I feel like I know a lot of people have been talking about Wellington. I still think... Christchurch would be a good destination just for a North versus South rivalry to develop, which it would because um, that South Island really just doesn't like us up here. Um, but I'd be happy as long as it doesn't water down the Warriors. Mm. Um, as a, a very loyal Warriors fan, I don't want to see half the team just go to a new team in New Zealand and basically just make the New Zealand teams Warriors A and Warriors B. Um, yeah. I'd want, I'd want a New Zealand team once it came in, which eventually there will be another one. But I want it to be able to have its own identity and um, develop its own, um, like fan base that way. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, even though I live in Wellington, and, and from a selfish point of view, it'd be kind of cool to have live games to go to. I think a South Island team would be a really good idea. Um, it mean I could really hate them and um, not feel like I'm cheating on the Warriors with another team. If you know what I mean, I can. If there's a South Island team, I can really get behind hating them and and forming a rivalry. Yeah, and Mark's made a comment about the uh, the summer league, saying that the heat in Australia could be an issue, um, which is a a thing. Um, I don't even like. I, I've seen some of the temperatures you guys get over there, and I'm not a fan. Um, I'm not a fan of the heat here. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're soft over here, though, with our temperature. Um, And, yeah, Simon um, has said that the Christchurch Sky Sports Stadium is a terrible stadium. I've never been, so I don't know. I don't enjoy Wellington Stadium for watching league either, though. Um, A bit far away from the field. But then I I like Mount Smart, so am I... Mm. The, the best judge but mount smart you're right up a close so i'm used to that so when you go to these stadiums like the the one in wellington or eden park um and you're 
far away from the players. It's um, yeah, it's Mount, it's not good. Mount Smart's the greatest place on earth, Brad. That's true. Um, yeah. And yeah, Simon said uh, he thinks the French domestic rugby league is currently on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah, they should do things like that as well. I don't know how that goes with the NRL deals, but going back into the basketball again, um, I've been watching more of it due to my cousin playing in the NBL now, but they were playing, um, I think it was the preseason, but they were playing preseason games live on Facebook um, because they weren't playing on Sky here. So um, you could pop it on and watch it that way. And it's, yeah, just another way to get more eyes on, which is the goal. Mm. Um, and he said sorry he meant to say that he agrees the team should be in Christchurch basically he doesn't like the stadium in Wellington I think Christchurch are building a new stadium too aren't they they are yes yeah yeah so it would make sense if you Mm. timed it they've got a new stadium put a team in I I think you could work it I just yeah I don't want to see the Warriors all end up playing for the you know I, I don't know what they would call them um but I, I know because it's the Canterbury Rams, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they'll let them have another Rams team in the NRL, so they might yeah. have to change their name. Yeah, it's been done. But um, we may as well get into your question for me, Richie, um, before we get sidetracked. Um, sure. You, you may as well. You can uh, ask it or do you want me to say it out loud? No, 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 let's go. I I, I like to keep it Warriors-related. Um so we've had a bit of time now to digest some preseason training footage and, and obviously get the new apparel and get the naming of Tohu as captain. So, you know, we're getting a little bit to whet the appetite. Give us your preseason spoilers of, of wet, how you how are you feeling about the Warriors right now? You know, are you getting a good feeling? Give us your spoilers on where you think we'll, we'll finish in 2022. Bit of crystal ball gazing for us. And sorry, Simon's corrected me before I answer that question. Um, it's the Canterbury Bulls. Um, He's right. See, that's how much yeah. I don't care about Canterbury. Let's make it Canterbury. <laughs> I'm sure the Canterbury Rams is something and something. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, it is the Bulls. Apologies, everyone there. Um, so, yeah, thoughts on the Warriors. It's it's a real tough question for me um, because I feel this way every year where I feel like I'm full of hope. That's our year. I'm full of hope. I'm full of promise. Um, and it's not until I write my preview for my website that I let all those feelings go down a bit and look a bit more logically. So you're asking me to do it a bit earlier, um, which is it's a great, way to, great yeah. way to ruin Christmas. Um, I, I'm optimistic. I think the Warriors could have done a lot better this year than what they did. And yeah. if they have that as the baseline and you have the likes of Sean Johnson, um, guys like Ash Taylor, which he, I know he's on a train and trial, but we know he's going to be in the top 30 Mm. by the time the season starts. Um, and you've got, um, some players we'll talk about that have been brought in. Uh, they've got some good players. I think, uh, I'm still iffy on hooker as I've been, um, basically since Wade Egan took the job. Um, but I think he showed improvement. If if they can get everything in line and not get the, the horror injury run that they had this season just gone, um, I think they're a top eight team. I would 
optimistically say sixth. Um, I, I don't like saying this is our year because it never it never bloody works. So I'm getting off that train, Richie. That's that's one, you. One day it will. Um, but yeah, I'd say six pushing for playoffs, and um, we know the Warriors. You 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 never like playing the Warriors in playoffs because you just don't know. And yeah, it's it's exciting seeing pictures of Sean Johnson back at training camp. Um, you you know me. I haven't always been the biggest Sean Johnson fan. Um, I was quite meh about him leaving. Um, didn't really affect me either way. Um, but hearing that he was coming back affected me in a way I didn't um, expect. And I'm generally excited to see him out there. And um, whoever it is that's going to partner with him in the halves, um, should hopefully do well and the guys like chanel um and all that will learn a lot from him um mm. and yeah i think he'll just enjoy having the pressure of being the the highlight real player off his shoulders now that the chosen one's there um mm. and reese walsh so yeah very very optimistic um hoping for sixth and yeah Anything less than that will probably make me upset. Oh, anything less than eight. I, I want yeah. to see them get back to the, the playoffs. I think if they can get back to New Zealand um, in the hunt for playoffs, I think it's going to be great. Mm. And, um, yeah, the last thing you want is them to be at the bottom of the ladder when they come back to New Zealand because you'll get a lot of play people going to that first game because it's been so long. But if they're not hunt in the playoff hunt, you might see that drop. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think? on your, your thoughts for the season. I tend to agree. I think uh, we need, I think a lot is dependent on how we're going health-wise and hopefully we don't get hit with the same sort of injuries and roster disruption we had this season. Uh, I don't think our club has the fortitude of, the, say, the Roosters who went through the same thing but still managed to, you know, entrench themselves in the top eight well and truly. So I think all... You know, all, all things going well and we stay relatively injury free and, and have all our key players making making good uh, combinations. I think I would take that that uh, prediction of yours. I would take sixth. Looking at it here today, if we finish sixth, I'd take that. Yeah, and I six I know six doesn't sound that great when it's the top eight going through, but when you got like I mentioned earlier, essentially the top four spots are already taken. Um, ideally, or well, not ideally, but if you look at it, you've got some really good teams that would be from one to five if they finish six with all those guys. Um, could be anything to go, but yeah, it's so hard. It's 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 a great time being a Warriors fan. You you just never know what you're going to get. Anything less than eighth, I'll be calling for Nathan Brown's head. I, I feel like you call for his head all the time. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I feel I, I see that a lot. Um, we're segueing away here, but I see that a lot. I, I've i still been a. I don't like us just firing coaches willy nilly. I think that's been the Warriors' biggest problem for years. Um, but I don't, I don't like firing coaches if there's not someone to bring in to replace them, if you know what I mean. Um, okay. Like if you kind of like what they did with the Kearney situation, uh, they kind of sat Kearney and went shit. I don't know who's going to. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Be our coach now, we'll just figure it out. Say say we finish lower than 8th, say we finish 10th or 11th, yeah. and the bench rotation is still really strange and say like we had this season with Jazz Tavanga sitting on the bench for Kane Evans or not playing and Kane Evans is playing, then how would you feel? Then I I'm guess really I have to, to, I'm I'll have to, to dust the off the, I have to dust off the CV and uh, give Cameron a call um, <laughs> and say, I, I can do it. Um, yeah, I think. I agree with you, yeah. by the way. I, I don't think second every coach is the, the right move. Yeah. Um, if, if it is that situation where they don't make the eight and the same problems that I complained about every week on the show um, continued and you show that there's been no development in his coaching ability or what he's doing um, in managing the team, then I think conversations do need to be made. And um, I still don't off the top of my head, see a coach that's available yeah, that's that I would key. bring in. Yeah. Um, you know, if you had your your Wayne Bennett's um, young Morris that was looking after the Sharks, um, if he was still out there available, um, guys like that, either experienced coaches or young coaches that have showed promise, um, as bad as it might be, I'd probably stick with what we've got until yeah. the right opportunity comes along. Even if you go, we're stuck with Brownie, um, no, we're not. but we got Stacy coming up. We'll get Stacy better. I don't know. Um, and yeah, Jeff. Um, even Jeff. Jeff has said uh, Christian Wolf. I think mm. Christian Wolf just signed a new deal in the UK though. But yeah, ideally, he's probably if you could get him out of his deal in the UK, he's probably the most ideal coach around that isn't yeah. currently coaching an NRL team. Um, I I agree though you you're completely right. There's if there's no replacements around, you don't want another scenario like we had when we we ex a coach and we brought Tony Kemp in. Um, yeah, that's the last um, thing you want. Yeah, and Simon said, "Has Stacey Jones learnt enough to become a coach yet?" Um, I don't think he's learnt enough to be a, a head coach for an NRL team yet. But uh, it's always hard because he did quite well coaching Point Chev, but it was a bit of a a cheating at point chef because he basically just had all the old warriors come and play for him uh playing against young kids so it was kind of a bit cheaty um does, but does i he, think does he even have aspirations to be a first grade nrl coach that's a question I, I i don't know that's probably something mark could answer if he's still here because you know mark talks to him all the time um 
with his contacts with the Warriors. And yeah, Simon said uh, Wolf would be ideal um, because of his his time coaching Tonga. Um, yeah, he he's got a good understanding of Pacific Island players, and um, I know we don't like talking about. It, it always sounds bad when you say like you need someone that understands how Pacific Island players work because there's so many Pacific Island players that like blossom under guys like Craig Bellamy and the like. But um, yeah, I don't know. There always seems to be something there. Ivan Cleary, I think, is still one of the best. Um, coming here and understanding how the Warriors players worked um, helped that he played here, um, mm. I think, is a big thing. But, yeah, he really found a way to develop those young players that maybe – I think Manu Vatavai was a good example. Uh, that game against Parramatta where he was the worst player on the planet um, – and everyone was calling for his head, saying he should never play again. Much like people have said about Ed Cossey, I'm not trying to compare the two. Um, but Ivan was like, no, that's like the worst thing we can do to this kid. We've got to let him get out there again the next week. And then you saw him grow into the winger that he became. Um, mm. If he had been dropped, would that have happened? Uh, we don't know. It's it's looking into the crystal ball type stuff. But it's just... Um, those coaches that have an idea um, on how how to approach players and how you have to approach some players differently to others, um, which is how Craig Bellamy kind of works. Um, he knows how to approach the different people in this team because not everyone is going to react to either sitting down and being their mate and chatting. They might not respond to that. Screaming mm. at them, they might not respond. Um I myself wasn't good at responding to being yelled at. Still aren't. Um, but yeah, it's it'll be interesting. But yeah, I I want to. I like seeing coaches actually get a decent stab at the job. We yeah. I feel like the Warriors a lot haven't done that. They've kind of given them a little taste, and they haven't got to build the team that they want by the time that they're given the flick. And then the mm. next coach has got a team that they they haven't set up their way and that that just flows on and on so yeah give them time but yeah uh probably be a different story halfway through the year if things don't go well so watch yeah. the space for me uh jumping off my fence and picking the side uh, and see uh worries for next here as well wishing us uh merry christmas merry christmas hey, to mate. you too mate and you too um, we may as well um, get off the question section now and get into signings because um, I had, I wish I still had it here. I just, I do, I do. I've got spreadsheets of all the team signings because they've been so bloody many. Look at um, you go. Yeah, I, I do stuff for this, you know, uh, Richie, <laughs> if you want to take notes. Um, yeah. But I've tried to break it up um, into teams rather than going all over the place on when it was announced just to make it a bit easier, but I've started with contract extensions because there was quite a few. Um, so rather than signings, just players staying on with the team they're on. So we had Wade Egan staying with the Warriors. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Happy with that. Yep. Uh, yep. He hasn't done um, anything wrong. If, if there was another hooker out there, unfortunately all the top hookers have got deals elsewhere. Um, yeah. We didn't get Brandon Smith. Yeah. And Brandon Smith I think and up. Up I think Egan, as well. Yeah, and Egan's improved 
towards the end of last year, you know, and he's still a young bloke, so there's only one way for him. And yeah, he's still developing. And I, I read his interview, um, I believe it was with on the Warriors website after he announced, and he basically said like Nathan Brown had, had taught him a lot so far as a former dummy, mm. uh, as a former hooker. And um, there was still a lot of work for him to do, but he knew what he had to do to get there. And he felt like yeah. he was getting into the groove. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a good move, both for him and the club, yeah. especially it's there's not a lot of hookers in that in that Warriors club right now. So mm. you don't really want to flick off a hooker. Um, but speaking of that, uh, Taniela Otokolo um, had his deal upgraded and he's joined the Warriors top 30 this year. It was a bit of a surprise because I thought he was just going to be a shoe in to be in the top 30 anyway. Mm. Um, after getting limited games um, in the season just gone, but I thought he did enough at his young age to show his potential. So it's good to see him staying with the Warriors. Um, any thoughts on Otokolo before I move on? Yeah, I just hope that if if we get into a situation next season where we, Wade Egan ends up having to spend some time on the sidelines, if say if he picks up an injury, I hope we give Otokolo a good a good stab at it. And I hope we don't muck around and say put someone like Jazz Tavanga, who's you know, I think that's not his best position. You know, I think probably the thirteen or, or bench utility is good for, for Jazz, bench forward. Yeah. Um I really want to see Otokolo get a good stab at it if Wade Egan, you know, has to miss some games. I think he's got yeah. a big future. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Fanatics has said that the Egan signing was expected. He reckons he'll be keen to work alongside SJ next year. Which yes. is, yeah, true. I feel like half that that roster will be keen to be out there with Sean Johnson. Um, but Cody Walker's extended to stay with the Rabbitohs. I know we talked about it quite a bit that would um, his relationship with Bennett potentially lure him to the Dolphins. Um, clearly, it hasn't. Um, so a lot of comments talking about it, how the Rabbitohs decided that Adam Reynolds was too old to re-sign, but then they re-signed Cody. Um, it's, I kind of see it a bit weird because, yeah, Cody is a bit old, but Cody, you can't lose Reynolds and Cody, you know, a year apart from each other. Um, mm. That would, Rabbitohs would go backwards if they had lost both. And I'd say if you had to pick out the two, it's Walker right now would be the one you keep. So seems like a logical pick. Um, any thoughts on Walker staying with the Rabbits? Oh, yeah, it's good for the Rabbits, but I'll be watching this one. Um, I'll be very interested to see how it unfolds. You know, for me, Walker and Reynolds were like the perfect uh, one-two punch. Reynolds, your organiser, Walker um, out a bit wider, doing his playmaking, setting up tries, scoring tries. Yeah. Um so I'm really interested to see what, how Walker plays this year without Reynolds um, yeah. there as, as a pairing with him. Definitely. It's going to be interesting to see, I, I guess, to say, see how both go without the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, with Reynolds at the Broncos and, yeah, Cody staying with the Rabbits. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard um, is staying on with the Eels despite uh, all the rumours pointed to him being a big signing for the Dolphins. Um, we, I talked about it in my question to you. A lot of Eels players we're going to go through at the moment. A lot of Eels players have uh, jumped ship. Uh, so I think it's good. Uh, there's a couple that they've got. Um, they've Paulo. kept Regan Campbell. 
got Junior Paulo, Jake Arthur stayed on, and Haynes Dunster has also stayed. So they are losing a lot of players, but they've got four there with two heavy hitters and two youngsters that show mm. promise. So um, it's good. And I know I, I'm not as big as fan, but if I had to pick between keeping Clint Gutherson and Reed Marnie, I would have picked Reed Barney and yeah. told Clint to go. Um, looking at it as an Eels, if I want to win a premiership, I think you're more likely to win one with Reed than you are with Clint, um, as controversial as that may be. Um, but yeah, it's good to see the Eels keeping some players because it really looked like they were going to have no roster in 2023 mm. um, at some point. Um, but heartbreaking news, Joseph Manu, decided to stay on with the Roosters instead of taking up the Warriors offer. Um, I think this is where the Warriors fan in me was overtaking my uh, my hosting duties because I didn't think that Manu would come to the Warriors, but I really wanted him to. Um, but yeah, he the, the Roosters managed to find some more coin uh, under the mattress and lure him in to stay. So um, what are your, your thoughts on it? You obviously, we talked about it. We were quite interested in him becoming a warrior, but it's not to be. Uh, what do you What do you think? Oh, disappointed because I was extremely interested in him becoming a warrior, but you know, those brown paper bags are real good and they're hard to turn down. Definitely, definitely. Um, and uh, that was really it I had for the extensions. I think there were a few more, but I kind of just tried to pick ones that were kind of key. Um, there's yeah. there's a lot of a lot of youngsters that have um like extended or been upgraded that we don't really know yet and i'm sure we'll talk about them a lot um as the season goes on next year but yeah we'll leave them there at the moment um so we'll get into our signings uh first two that aren't to do with the nrl but mitchell pierce was granted his release from the knights and he signed with the cattle and dragons and he's going to be joined by Tyrone May, who was fired by the Panthers. So Catalans have picked up Tyrone May and Mitchell Pierce. I think Pierce will do fantastic over there. Um, I read an interview with him where he said that kind of that last year with the Knights was one of the worst years of his his career. Um, not necessarily on the field, but just everything around it. He was just um, not dealing with the the pressure, and he just needed to get out of the NRL bubble. Um, tongue in cheek there with everything that's been going on. Yeah. But um, I think it would be a great move for him and Catalans. You know, they lost James Maloney. Getting a guy like Mitchell Pierce to replace him, I think, is going to be great for them. Um, they'll want to continue their successful ways in the Super League. So I think a good move for them. Tyrone May is hit or miss for me. Um, I, I don't think he offers much of anything to anyone. Um, but what do you think about those two heading to the Super League? I think, um, I think for Catalan, I think getting Pierce is a big one. You know, off the back of losing Maloney, I think Pierce was still the strong performer in the NRL. So you know, you go put him in Super League team, and I think he's going to do extremely well for Catalan. I'm kind of like you with Tyron May. I, I could care less. Um, you know, he sort of does more of his talking on Instagram than he does on the field. So um, yeah, yeah. But but Mitchell Pierce is a, is a good sign. Yeah, and um, Simon's just 
since we talked about Maloney. He's playing in the French domestic league. He can't remember which team he's playing for, neither can I. But in his first game for them, he did what Maloney does, and he kicked the the match-winning field goal. He's a uh, winner. So it's, it's, he just can't help it. Um, great mm-hmm. to see um, from, from Jimmy there. So um, that was really the only Super League ones that were of note for me. So now I've broken it down per team. Um, so we've got... The Raiders have signed Adam Elliott and Nick Kotrick for this year. Um, Nick Kotrick was just granted an early rest from the Bulldogs. And um, that, in turn, allowed the Bulldogs to sign Isaac uh, Lumi Lumi, who is with the Storm, and they granted him a release because he's got a, a very ill father that lives in Sydney. So he wanted to move back and be with his father. And the Storm let him do it, which is great to see, um, you know, family come first. And the fact that I, I believe he was even willing to go back to Sydney and not be an NRL player um, if he couldn't get a deal. Uh, there's there's a couple of teams in Sydney, though, that I'm sure could have picked him up. Um, but, yeah, the Bulldogs at the moment, they just kind of getting everybody. Um, they also signed Braden Burns from the Rabbitohs for this year, and they signed um, Viliami Kakao for 2023 with the uh, infamous photo leak. That happened where um, there was uh, a leak before we go. What was your take on that? There was a lot of conversations in my household here saying, you know, it was a, a dick move from the security people uh, guy that released it. But I don't think it's a good look to be wearing another team's clothing when you're still contracted to a team. Um, I was talking to my, my league writing group said when Steve Price signed with the Warriors, um, one of the league magazines wanted a picture of him in a Warriors jersey and he refused because he was still a Bulldog. So he had like a Bulldogs jersey on and he had a Warriors jersey over his shoulder for the photo. That's as far as you go. Mm. Um, but there's not a lot of players that have that kind of ethic, like guys like Steve Price and that had nowadays. Um, but it's a great signing for the Bulldogs, uh, despite how it was announced. Um, mm. But yeah. What are your takes on Elliot Kotrick with the Raiders and Burns, Lumi Lumi, and Cacao with the Bulldogs? Um, well, that's quite the merry-go-round you threw at me there, Brad. Kotrick, oh, and, uh, sorry. And the Bulldogs also signed Reed Marnie. Okay. Yeah. So Kotrick, like pretty much the rest of the roster, look, you know, they're struggling. He, he, was, he was playing in a team that was losing every week. So, you know, he naturally wasn't looking like the rep player that. He was um, back with the Raiders. So, you know, maybe he's just a better fit where we're back there in Canberra and, and you know, maybe that's the best. Lumi Lumi, look, Lumi, Lumi looks like a good pickup um, yeah. because in his limited time with um, with the Storm, he, he looked like a, you know, quite the prospect. So, yeah. um, you know, that could be a, that could be a diamond there waiting for them. Um, yeah. Who else did we have? Kikau. Yeah, I mean... Like you say, not not many people are, uh, hold themselves in the same esteem as the great Steve Price. He's probably one of the great humans, along with Simon Mannering. Um, yeah, letting my letting my bias shine through. Um, but yeah, bit of a dick move from the security, like you say, mate. Um, I, I think that kind of thing probably happens more often than you think. It's just you don't have yeah. people leaking photos. So, um, but that's a good another good pickup for for them. Who seem to be becoming the new Roosters? The new Roosters? Yeah, it's hard to argue. Otherwise, I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, when does the um, kit finish? Well, yeah, they've they've talked about it. Um, they've been open about the the salary cap troubles they're currently in because of these signings. I think they said like to fill out their top thirty for twenty twenty three, they're going to have to release players because they don't have enough to cover um, the spots they have because you've got to pay a minimum. Um, mm. I think it was like a hundred or one hundred and ten k was the minimum, and they didn't have enough to evenly do that because of how many players they signed. So that's why you see guys like Kotrick getting released because Kotrick was on yeah. big money. For sure. That. So um, at least you're seeing that the Roosters and Kotrick would still be there and they'd sign all these players. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and um, we've got two questions here. So Simon just said the security guard should be punished. I think the security guard is no more. Um, I think once they figured out who it was, I think they let him go. And then um, Fanatics have asked, what are our thoughts on Cody Nakarima as a utility player off the bench for 2022? Mm. It depends, I, what, depends what version of Cody wants to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see two versions of Cody Nakarima. You see the explosive one who can, who can come up with plays that not many other people can in the team and, and lay on tries and go long way to winning your games and then you see the one who you forget he's playing yeah um, so yeah it depends which version we're going to get if it's the latter then i i would leave him out of the team altogether that's just me hush hush taskmaster well thankfully we've got uh the warriors have nathan brown who is a bench expert he he knows how to get that bench roster um really good it's I would have him there. Um but yeah, it depends on how the rest of the because uh, it depends how they're gonna use uh jazz. Yeah. I feel exactly. I feel like jazz can kind of still be on your bench um if you have Cody there. But I feel like most teams wouldn't have both that have one or the other, but then that means you would have jazz potentially becoming hooker. If something happens, so you don't want that either. But I think Jazz is um he's not I was gonna say big enough. Sorry if you're watching, he's not very big, but he's very strong. Um so he can go into those like I, I think you could throw him into prop if you had to, and he would do your job. The guy just works hard. So I feel like you could counteract Cody um by still keeping Jazz on there mm. and throwing two two big boppers, two front rowers potentially. Um but yeah, I would have him there at the start. If if he's showing signs, like you said, of how he played this year, just gone, then I would move him off. Um, that's, I think, yeah, just me. I, I think, yeah, maybe to start. Um, I think going forward, he's he's losing he's losing ground for me and in, in our roster. You know, I like we've got we we retain Chanel Harris Tavita obviously we've got Ash Taylor on a train and trial so there's we still have to see how that plays out and then of course further on down the track we have Luke Metcalf coming so yeah yeah he has to he has to really be on his game to to retain a spot yeah um yeah controversy here Chanel's not even in my team either so um Ooh, fair enough I've got I've got Sean Johnson and Ash Taylor as my halves. Um, but I do, I don't want to spoil it. I've talked to you about it off air, but I've got a post 
should come out soon. I should actually put it out, but I've got a what I would do with Chanel. Um, you didn't agree with me, but um, I've got a, an idea that I would do with um, Chanel, which would probably show why I'd get fired quicker than anyone else if I was coach. But um, I think it's an interesting way that keeps Chanel not only um, with the Warriors, but actually in the game day 17. Um, mm. Kind of going away from the let's make him a hooker or our number 14. So yeah. um, keep an eye on my Facebook page, I'll say, for that, because I don't want to waste that here um, right now. Um, but Fanatics, before we move on, Fanatics, uh, was talking about the Bulldogs. He said he, they picked up quality signings. Um, he thinks they're going to miss out on finals in 2022. Um, I agree. I don't know if they'll make the eight, but yeah, like you've said there, if they're 15th or 16th, Barrett will be gone. They shouldn't be 15th or 16th with the roster they have, but I think they're going to be in that, I'll put it, with like the Warriors in that group that will either be 6th or either be 12th type mm. thing. Like that spot there where you might just miss out on the eight or you'll just squeak in. Um, there's a lot of teams that are in that boat, though, mm. which that's not a boat you want to be in, but when you're the Bulldogs who have been at the bottom for, like, the, feels like the past five years, um, that's an improvement, um, especially they've got a lot of great signings, but they haven't worked together yet. Give them a year. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think they'll get there, but I don't think they'll be jumping to the top of the moon next year. Mm. Um, next Titans, um, only one they signed Will Smith. Um, I think that was before our last show, I can't remember, so I threw him on there. Yeah. Um, great actor, no, yeah. Um, he, he'll do, he'll do well. <laughs> um, Storm haven't really had any either. Um, Storm has signed William Warbrick, though, who's from the New Zealand Sevens. Uh, good player there, you know a bit more about the Ruggers than me, but um. It's general. It's kind of hard to see a player go to the storm and not be good. So yeah. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll do well. Um, exactly. And oh yeah, we got um, Fanatics has put CHT and CSJ in the halves. Um, that potentially will be it as well. It's so hard to tell. There is. Yeah, I think the only the only guarantee you have is Sean Johnson will be in there. Yeah, for sure. Right now. Um, we'll hopefully get a good indication in trials to see who meshes with him best. So I think it'll be whoever works with him better will be the one that gets the job. Um, but Cowboys, uh, they haven't really done any more changes. They signed Jermaine Tanoa Brown. Um, the great one, Peter Hicku. Well, we already talked about Peter Hicku. Um, the goat. This is, um, <laughs> but they've signed um, Luciana Leilua for 2023, yes. which yeah. I think is a, uh, a good deal for them. Um, the better Leilua. Yes. Um, the better Leilua to go with um, to go with JT, uh, Jason Tobololo. I think it'll be um, a good good combination there, providing they both um, are used right. I, I criticised Peyton's use of Tobololo quite a bit this year, and I think they need to um, use him better if they want to be successful. And uh, Simon's also said the we have a preseason game in Ballarat against the Storm, um, which would be good. It, it's it's good to get a good game against the Storm early on. And yeah, Fanatics said um, it's too early to predict anything. Um, to be fair about positions, which is true. Very so, true. 
Um, Eels. So we talked about the Eels extending those contracts. They've actually signed Bailey Simmonson, who was released from the Raiders, and they've signed Mitch Rain from the Titans for this year, and they've also got Josh Hodson for next year, uh, for 2023, sorry, to replace Reed Marnie. What are your takes on that? I think Hodgson's interesting. Um, I think he's the best option they could have got after letting Reed Marnie go. Um, but again, I'll stay. I'll, I'll die on my hill that Reed Marnie should have been their marquee mm. guy at the Eels. Yeah, it's an interesting one because it's so, like you say, it's not until 2023. So depends how he's holding up at that. Uh, you know, it's still a whole season to go before that. So. Yeah. You know, he's not exactly a spring chicken anymore. Um, you know, if he's still staying injury-free and performing okay, then that's a good – that that's a decent pickup. Uh, Simonson is good because they need some extra outside backs. So, yeah. you know, and, and he showed some promise and picked up quite a few tries when playing for the Raiders. So, um, Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's one they probably needed. So well, yeah. we shall see. Definitely, and um, Fanatics has asked if we know when the preseason fixtures will be released. There are a lot of teams, as he's mentioned, that have already announced his Warriors haven't yet. Um, as Simon said, we know they're playing the Storm. I just don't know when, um, and I don't know if there'll be more. I'm hoping there's more because we only got the one for preseason this year, and I don't think it helped them. Um, they kind of ambled their way into the season as opposed mm. to being prime and ready. So hopefully they have more than just the one. Um, back to the signings, though. Uh, Penrith Panthers, uh, they signed Sean O'Sullivan, um, who took he, – he was offered a deal from the Warriors, but he decided to um, downgrade his, his future and go to a team like the Panthers, who uh, are rubbish. Um, and they've also signed Chris Smith. So, um, yeah, all joking aside, think that's a great move for Sean O'Sullivan. Um, he knows what he's going to get there as a half. He's not going to get a lot of game time. Um, he's there if injuries oh. happen or during Origin injury. period. Yeah. 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 Which isn't bad. Um, he was always, I always saw him as a backup half anyway. Yes. Um, that's how we used him. I thought he did very well when called upon for the Warriors, and I'm sure he'll be just as good for the Panthers um, when asked. So great move for him. Yeah. Um, mm. And yeah, Chris Smith, I, I think is, yeah, me. Yes, yeah. I think it's good for the Panthers. I think it's yeah. good for both parties, really, because look at Origin period is when Panthers really started to uh, struggle a bit, and, and yeah. not having Cleary and Luai, you, two of your best players. You know, you're going to need someone decent, especially um, with Matt Burton not there anymore as well. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Roosters, they they were struggling, but they have managed to sign. Um, Paul Momorowski, which I think was announced before our final show. I think we did talk yeah. about it. Um, but they've also just signed Kevin Nakwama as well on a one-year mm. deal. Um, he's just come back from playing for St. Helens. He had announced his retirement, but uh, I guess the itch was still there. So um, they've thrown him a deal. Um, not a not a bad offer. I think he's a capable player. They've they've lost both Morris's, so mm -hmm. um, they they might need some help. Um, and that roster that they're, they're struggling with. But I think, yeah, great for him. Um, it's probably just for the one year I don't see him extending on, so a good way to end his career. And they also landed the the much-wanted the much signing of Brandon Smith. Um, 
you know, we every team wanted him, um, apparently, but he signed with the Roosters, um, which, you know, they do struggle. So it's good to see them finally get a good one. Um, what what are your takes? What are your takes on it? I think Brandon Smith will kill it there as well. Um, you know, I think nothing against someone like, um, Lusick or other people they've had filling gaps there at nine, but he's going to really complete a picture there for them. Um, Definitely, and, yeah. It's he, no. he. I think he will kill it under under Trent Robinson and with that with the caliber of players around him. Yeah, it, it worries me. Put it that way. Yeah, I, I think he makes that team a lot scarier than what it already was. Um, yeah, especially you think you think by the time that he's there. Um, Joseph Sawali will probably be um, the player that everyone expects him to be at that point too. Yeah. They'll they'll be really scary. Um, and yeah, it's I know we, we joke about the sombrero and there's comments there about it. Um, he they they had big shoes to fill with Jake Friend having to retire, and I think there's probably no one else that could do a better job than Brandon Smith. In yeah. all honesty, um, I'm a fan of Brandon Smith. Um, yeah. But I'm not a fan of the Storm, so he's gone from a team I don't really like to a team I don't really like. So <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. At least he didn't go to the Dragons because, you know, as we're, we've started now, the Dragons are now my team that I hate the most. Um, so, yeah, at least he didn't do that. And um, coincidentally, they didn't make my list because they haven't made any signings because no one wants to go there. Yeah. So um, back onto a team that we do like to talk about, though, the Warriors. So um, 2022 is a bit bit dry from what we already had, but they have signed um, Jesse Arthurs on a loan deal from the Broncos. Um, we may as well take a side road here and chat about that for a little bit. What are your your takes? I'm I'm all for it. I know it's I think it's best for both clubs. The Warriors are a bit lean in the centres. Um, Broncos have got quite a few spots already taken there, so he's actually going to get some game time. And when given the chance, he he's done some good things with the Broncos. So it's not like they're throwing us um, a 16-year-old kid that has been playing reserve grade his whole life. Um, I think I think he could do good things for the Warriors given the chance. Yeah, I'm, I, I tend to agree. I think the fact I, – I like these signings when they're a loan deal. You know, it's it feels kind of like, uh, you know, it's let's wait and see. You know, they might – come in and, and be hungry for game time do some great things but if they come in and they're not too crash hot then it's you're not you don't have that commitment there it's like going out on a few dates before you get married so yeah, yeah. and i i think the warriors loans that they've had um have re pretty much all been pretty good and yeah. it's better it's better than hearing the worries of throwing one and a half million dollars at jesse arthur on a four-year deal Exactly. He he doesn't do well. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. But yeah, for 2023, um, we talked about it a lot on our show. Um, the rumors came true. Um, Murata Nakora and Luke Metcalf both signed for 2023. Um, there have been rumors that the Warriors were interested in potentially giving the Sharks Cody Nakarima to get Metcalf here early. Um, that's complete rumor mill. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. But what are your thoughts on on the Cora and Metcalf becoming Warriors? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm content with that. You know, I think 
we had a list sort of set out of possible recruits. Those two were on it, and Joey Manu, um, among a couple other people. But, uh, you know, obviously once once we found out we weren't going to get Manu, getting these two, Metcalf and, and uh, Nia Corey is, is good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy enough with the terms of their deals as well. So, yeah, yeah bring it I on. think I'm excited about Metcalf. I think he showed a lot of potential and uh, could really do some good things um, with the Warriors when he gets here. Nakora, I don't mind. It just depends. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, yeah, I know he played a lot of center for Parramatta when he had to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to use him as center. They'll might use him in the second row, but Biggest issue with the Warriors second row is that there's so many good ones that are yes. going to miss the cut. It's a good problem to have, um, but you you know I'm um, I'm the president of the Ben Murdoch Basilla fan club, and seeing all these names, it looks like he might not be playing a lot in first grade potentially, which upsets me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with these signings. It's good for depth, um, which yeah. Fanatics has commented on. Um, I think the depth for him was talking about Jesse Arthurs because he says you never know yeah. with injuries in the outside backs, which is true. Um, we've also got a thing where Reese Walsh isn't playing the first couple of weeks, so there will be positions in the outside backs that need filling. So guys like Arthurs coming straight in will help with that. He is a bit of um, a bad boy too, uh, old Reese Walsh. You know, he's not a stranger to being suspended now. He's he's been yeah that's true. Uh, I was going to say he he's on babysitter watch right now in the off season <laughs> yes. um, to make sure there's no more trouble. Um, next team talk about with the Tigers. Uh, they signed Tyrone Peachy, which I think we did talk about in our last show. Yeah, we did. Um, they've also got Junior uh, Tupo from Rugby Union. Um, that's for this year, but next year they've got Api Carousel and Isaiah Papali'i, um, which. Uh, thinks both of those are great signings. Yeah, huge them. step in that um, direction. I know uh, Leilua was a bit upset that they signed a guy like Papali'i, but I think we did talk about it. There were rumours that they were willing to offer a deal to Papali'i, and his deal was less than what Leilua wanted. And mm. if you put the two against each other last year on last year's performances alone, you would take... Papali'i were for less money than paying extra for Leilua. All day. Um, so I think it's a good move um, for the Tigers. They need a lot of help. Um, and I think, yeah, Coruscant, I think, is going to do do wonders for them. We saw how much better the Tigers were when they borrowed Harry Grant and they actually had a decent hooker. So, yeah, um, I don't think the Tigers are going to do great 2022. Um if the dragons weren't in the in the comp, they'd probably be wooden spoon. But they um, twenty twenty three, I think they look a lot better, which is scary because it looks like there's so many teams that look like they're going to be really good in twenty twenty three. But yeah, that leaves us with just the dolphins, um, who aren't got they haven't got any players for twenty twenty two, obviously. But they have signed Felici Kafusi. Ray Stone, and today they announced they signed Jermaine Ozako for 2023. They also signed youngsters um, Valence, Tafari, Harrison Graham, and Michael Roberts, who is, I believe, James Roberts' little brother. Um, what are your takes? We, we kind of talked about it before the show, about the Dolphins. I haven't been 
excited by any of the signings as really Jermaine Osako, I do really like, but mm. I don't think he's on the top of anyone's list as a, a musket, but I think he's a handy footballer. He can play wing center fullback. He's a good goal kicker. Um, so I don't mind that. Having Felice Kafusi as like your first big name signing, I thought was a bit weird. I think he is a good yeah. player. Um, but I'm not sure if that's the player um, I would have started with. But what are your takes on the signings? Yeah, no, I, I agree. He has been a he has been a great player at the Storm, but he's one of those players that I, I sit there and look at him and think, is he great because he's at the Storm? Or with Queensland, you know, he's he's had a lot of great players around him. If yeah. he's your mark, one of your marquee players, um, how is he going to fare outside of that? that setup of the storm. So it's an interesting one. Um, Ray Stone again is, yeah, yeah, solid. He's solid. He's a solid player. Yeah. Um, Isako, again, I, like you say, you know, he can be exciting. He, he has his downsides as well. He's not going to be the type of player to win your premiership, but straight out of the gate, they're probably not expecting to anyway. They're a new team. Yeah. And I think it's with the Dolphins, it's going to be a little bit of sit back and see how we go with recruitment. So, you know, I think there's yeah. still a lot of time and a lot to unfold between now and then. And, and you never know. Maybe they pick up a Caelan Ponga down the track or something. And I see or, or Paul decided, Paul's decided to show up. Um, you know, better late than never. It's good to see. Um, but he, he's come just at the end of the show. That was the last we had for signings. So, um, yeah, that's the end of our Christmas special. I hope you all have a good Christmas and uh, New Year's Eve. Um, we'll be back around February, I think, is probably a good time to start again. Um, Richie, I have to talk to you and Paul to see when you're ready to come back. Um, for the start of Season 3 of the standoff, I think we'll do kind of like we did... Um, <laughs> kind of... <laughs> Dan, Dan Marino, don't... I love Dan Marino. Uh, yeah fantastic quarterback uh deserves a lot more praise than he got um but yeah we'll come back in february for a preseason special um which we'll do i think we'll do bold predictions um kind of did it before you joined me uh last year richie but i didn't write any of them down so i think we could actually do it this year where we make our predictions write them down and see who was closer to being right um yeah we'll go bigger and better yeah, um, just so we have something for our end of year when we do our awards, we can look back and see who actually knows what they're talking about between we can the laugh two of us. At each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out on Facebook and um, keep an eye out for when we say that new show will be. Um, but yeah, thanks again for joining me tonight, Richie. Anything you want to add before we sign off? No, as always, thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope you all have a good, good, really good Christmas. Uh, be safe, be responsible, don't drink too much, wash your hands, don't cough on people, all that good stuff, and hope Santa really delivers for you all. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Mr. Thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie, and hope to see you all again soon. Good night.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.